0: Does it enrage you as much as when ice creameries don't allow you to split scoop?
1: Those are my two biggest pet peeves <laughs> in life. <laughs> this
0: is the final call for me. The
1: Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 332. With 11.5 breweries per 100,000 people of legal drinking age, Vermont has the most craft breweries of any U.S. state. Rounding out the top five are Montana, Maine, Oregon, and Colorado. The bottom five, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and Oklahoma. Come on, South, pick your game up. In order to prepare for this show, and I know this is a tough job, but someone had to do it, I visited 145 breweries across the United States. And between all my Tortuga backpacks, my Tortuga Day Pack, my Tortuga Set Out, my Tortuga Outbreaker, they've probably been with me to about half those breweries, maybe 75 breweries or so. So whether you like to drink beer or not, if you like to travel, you want to check out Tortuga Backpacks. They make the best travel carry-on backpacks out there. You can do that by going to tortugabackpacks.com and using the promo code EPOP because that'll get you 10% off your entire order. If you're new here, or even if you're not, we have two other projects that you're going to love because they're both around helping people who enjoy traveling. So you want to check these out. First, our brand new app, JETTO, J-E-T-T-O. It's on the App Store. It's on the Google Play Store. You can pause your phone. You can go get it right now. It's free to download. It's going to get you the cheapest flights from whatever airports you pick to see deals out of. Let me just read you a few of the last ones that came through my phone. Philadelphia to India, 470 bucks. Boston to Paris, 448 bucks. Miami to Chicago, $101. You want to check out the Jetto app. It's totally free to download. You can do that right now. App Store, Google Play Store, because it's going to give you the cheapest flights out there. Second, if you're someone who's interested in becoming location independent, that means that you can work from anywhere instead of just traveling two weeks a year, you get to make a lifestyle around travel. Check out locationindie.com. That's a community I run all about location independence. Hop on the email newsletter. We've got a lot of free goodies for you, some cool guides that'll get sent directly to you, and you'll also know the next time we open up the community. All right, let's get on to this podcast about one of my favorite things, beer.
0: Two, three, two I'll show you Paris in the morning I'll show you London afternoon and you feel your doubling?
1: Travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who is now making demands in order to come on the podcast. And her demand today was that we would not record this podcast without drinking a beer.
0: Well, when you have celebrity status as an E-pop Travel podcast host. I feel like you can make demands. You know, I only want certain color m&ms in my dressing room and I must have the best beer in all the world.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the best beer in all the world. <laughs> I should say it's Heather, my wife oh, at Concert right. Travel Combat, which
0: you guys probably
1: already picked up on, but it is 1 15 p.m. Eastern, so it is past noon. We woke up, I'm going to throw the uh, curtain back a little bit. We woke up today at 10 a.m. because somehow Witt slept that whole time. So we're really drinking three hours into our day. Hey, but
0: it's like brunch, right? I mean, no big deal. It's
1: like brunch. So we've got a fantastic Wilmington Brew Works beer here out of their Crowler. It's called Lupulin Expression. Um, it's the first time Heather had it. so It's we're delicious. Ha- it, it's very, very good. And if there was ever a podcast that we had to drink during it has to be this one, because today we're going to be talking about our best breweries in the U.S., and I have waited a very <laughs> long time for this. So let me start off by saying, A, this might be the longest podcast we've ever done. I don't I know. hope not. Heather hopes not. <laughs> B, I'm going to nerd out a bit on beer and just be very excited, because I have waited four years. So four years ago...
0: To the day that we are recording this. This is so bizarre. I can't believe we did this. I mean, just spontaneously. We did not plan this out. But four years ago, I believe we were in Breckenridge. We were in
1: Breckenridge, Colorado. I recorded a Best Breweries in the U.S. episode with Jason from Zero to Travel in person while we were both in Breckenridge, Colorado. I assumed it was like two years ago. Then I thought maybe three. I did not know it had been four years. On that podcast, I specifically said that I was not a beer snob and that all I knew was what beers I liked. I didn't know much about beer. That was four years ago.
0: My, 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 how things have changed.
1: Things have changed. Four years ago, 145 breweries I've been to now in the US. So I said-
0: That's insane.
1: I would not record this podcast until I hit 100 breweries in the US because I wanted to give my my top 10. I said, all right, 100 is a good amount. I have now been to 145 breweries in the US. Heth, you've been to significantly less. I mean, you've actually been to a lot of those breweries, but since you were pregnant, you didn't yeah, drink you know, at a lot of those breweries. Growing
0: a human really cuts back on your drinking ability. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to say it was drag, but. But there were definitely times I was pretty jealous. Yeah, I went through
1: a crazy beer nerd phase. So if you want to see the 145 brews I've been to, I'm actually going to link it up. I'm going to link up my Google Sheets because that's where I rank them all. And here
0: we go. Here we go with the the nerding out. Who has a spreadsheet of all the breweries they've been to? Me.
1: So. (laughs) <laughs> extrapackofpeanutscom of Peanuts dot com slash your breweries. If you're a beer nerd or you just want to check it out. Those are all the ones I've been to. I just
0: have, in the U.S. Just, just in, in the US. U.S.
1: There's another tab that's international ones. Those are a little harder to remember. And but it's 145 breweries in the U.S. in 24 different states. So I will say that I think at this point, obviously, there's people who drink more beer than me. There's obviously people who have been to more breweries and know more about beer. But I have a pretty good hold on it. You and have I can, good su- grasp. I can say I'm a mm-hmm. beer a beer snob, a beer nerd now.
0: And, and a beer connoisseur. And th- so much so that you almost started a beer podcast with some of your other friends who love beer just as much as you. But, you know, time got in the way and that did not come to fruition. But... We, we
1: also did one episode and we wanted to do four a day because there's going to be a tournament of beer. And we got pretty, <laughs> like, sloppy by the end of one episode and thought, <laughs> there's no way we'll make it through four. So that... Because here's the thing, Hath. I love to drink beer. But I don't actually have a high tolerance. And believe it or not, I don't drink that much beer quantity wise. I prefer to you go like to, to
0: taste them, taste
1: different beers. I really like to go to actual breweries. So I'm not the type of person who will come at every evening and be like, oh, I'm going to have a beer or two. Now, if it's a brand new beer, I might have one. But for me, I love the experience of going to the actual brewery and tasting at the brewery as much as I love Beer itself, and so that kind of goes into the rules of this show. We there have, are rules. There, there are, are rules
0: for so this show. What are the rules? Here are the Enlighten rules. all of us.
1: We have to have gone to the actual tap room of that brewery. So obviously, I've I, so
0: um, there's one on my list that I went to the brewery, but I didn't actually go. Okay. well, listen, I'm going to break that. These are my rules that that
1: you're supposed to follow. But you're also the celebrity on the show. (laughs) So you get to do what what I want. So we've had to have have to have gone to the actual tap room, meaning I've had Trillium beer and it's fantastic. I've never been to the tap room. So we've had to. And I know that's the one you're going to talk about. So that's fine. (laughs) So if I
0: I have been there,
1: that's fine. We'll get to it. So if I haven't been to the tap room then we can't we're not ranking it because what this ranking is is not a straight beer okay. ranking it's a ranking of the actual brewery so quality of beer is the most important thing but we're ranking the whole experience that includes vibe of the place the atmosphere the architecture if they have food was it good you know, the price points of their beer, do they allow you okay. to have sampling flights? So it's the entire experience the entire of the brewery. Experience. Okay. Not just the beer. Obviously, if the beer isn't great, it's not going to make our list. But we've had so many great beers that it's it's the brewery experience. So that makes sense, Understood. right? Understood. Absolutely
0: experience. makes sense.
1: Before we get going into the actual thing, I do also want to thank everyone. I've been through a beer nerd stage. I still am in it. But thank you for everyone who, whenever we talk about beer on our podcast, offer to ship us beer, trade us beer, all that.
0: And has actually, have actually. some of you have,
1: and I appreciate it. We have
0: the best listeners ever. We do.
1: I've tried to get back to everyone. It became really hard. Then I got to a point where I wasn't drinking beer because I was putting on weight. So I didn't (laughs) want to trade any beer because I didn't want you sending me good beers and me to drink it. So we've gone a little bit of a moratorium when it comes to trading beer, and it was getting expensive. And
0: actually, our Epop beer fridge is in a very desolate place. There is hardly any beer in there. It's a sad, it's a it, sad thing. It was
1: packed. I mean, we had probably 150 cans in there at one point, and I wasn't drinking that much. Heather was having maybe one a night, and we just I thought- just couldn't keep up. We, we can't keep having people ship us and trace beer. So thank you to everyone. Let us know on Twitter, at Pack of Peanuts, or on Instagram, at Pack of Peanuts, at Heather Sherry, because we're going to go through our list of top breweries. I want to hear yours, obviously being to 145. There's now like 5,000 in the US. Yes. So.
0: And I have not been to as many as Trev. So I am ready to try out some new ones. A lot of mine have just been in like the Pennsylvania or New England area. So
1: it is crazy. The breweries, I was reading the stat the other day have four times, so when we did this four years ago, there was a little under 2,000 breweries basically. So almost close to three or four times the amount of breweries now because there's over 5,000 in the U.S. I think I'm getting those numbers. It's right.
0: crazy because even the small up. suburb of Philadelphia that we live in has, I think, eight breweries.
1: Yeah, and we're talking about a town of about 40,000 people. It's
0: it's wild. But so, it's exciting and fun. And now we're talking about it on a podcast. So,
1: so if you guys like breweries and beer, you're going to love this podcast. If you're just listening to our podcast, thank you. Let us know. (laughs) I love when people tweet me, hate beer, still wanted to listen to your podcast because we're going to have a lot of fun. And I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about places we've been. Right.
0: And some of these breweries have amazing food too. So even if you don't like beer, you can just go for the gastronomy of the whole thing.
1: That's right. So here we go. 145 breweries. I've narrowed it down to my 13 favorite, but, but there's going to be some superlatives and there's going to be a decent amount of honorable mentions.
0: It wouldn't be an epop podcast without them.
1: Because there's a lot of good brews and I don't want people to miss them. So, let me start with some of the superlatives. The best location of a brewery I've ever been to. This is one I just was at a couple weeks ago. What? It was fantastic. You have to go here if you're in the Uh, area. And if you're in the area.
0: Okay. I was not at this one, so I cannot attest to the cool factor.
1: It's called 10 Sleep Brewing in 10 Sleep, Wyoming on Route 16. So you're driving on Route 16 in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. An amazing, gorgeous drive, but completely desolate. You come around the bend and you start going down this mountain. And you look to the left and under this butte is a brewery. And we're like, this is fantastic. We haven't seen anything in like 45 minutes. There's a brewery. We pull in.
0: And when you were referring to we, you're talking about yourself and napkins. And
1: napkins. Hashtag love napkins. And so we went to 10 sleep Brewing. Beer was okay, but beautiful location. They also have showers there and they have camping. The showers were $2 and camping overnight was $3. So had what we not had deal? somewhere we had to go, we were very close to just staying there. So best location, Ten sleep Brewing in Ten sleep, Wyoming on Route 16. Most nostalgic. And this was my number one brewery when we did this four years ago. And the brewery is still the same. So it's still cool. It's still fun. It didn't make my list because there's just so much m- more amazing breweries and beer now. But I still love this place and it holds a spot in my heart. That is Broken Compass. Okay in Breckenridge, Colorado. Again, good beer. They're not doing anything super innovative, at least when I was there last time, like last time, which was last year. But I just love it. Yeah. It's a great spot. It is a
0: great spot. And when we were there for, Well, when I was there last, which was four years ago, I mean, it was our favorite brewery. Yes. It's the beer. Every single beer they put out was just consistently delicious. Yes. Very good. It's cool. It's small. But they're not doing... And
1: Heather and I... Are a fan will, you know, ours, we're judging this through our own viewpoint. Definitely a fan of the hazy New England style IPAs. Still love regular IPAs, but a big fan of the hazy New England style IPAs. Also a big fan love of Sours. Love
0: Sours so much. And love them.
1: So when I was there last year, Broken Compass wasn't doing any, but still very nostalgic. Love that place. If you're there, get a chance. To, uh, if you have a chance to go, go. The neatest experience. So these are all ones that aren't on the list. Canterbury Ale
0: Works. Okay.
1: In Canterbury, New Hampshire.
0: That's interesting. This is it was a very cool experience.
1: A Basically a home brewer who built this thing in his barn in the basement of his barn where he has taps. He brews all his own beer. He's retired. They're only open like two times, two, like Friday night and Saturday day or Saturday night. But we emailed him. Because he said, "Email me if you want to have a special tour." We emailed him, and Heather and I just went with our two friends who were up there too on our own.
0: It was really nice. And He just served
1: us beer, and we hung out. And it's supposed it's styled after like an English pub in a basement of his barn. Very unique, very cool.
0: You beer. Ju- I mean, it's you know, it's in New Hampshire, so it's kind of remote and you drive up and there's all of the hops growing and they're so beautiful. And then you go to this barn. and It's a beautiful old barn. so It's a very cool place. You're right.
1: So a very neat, unique experience. That's it for the superlatives. I'm going to give you a few big names that missed my list because I know we're going to get people saying. So are
0: these honorable mentions now? No.
1: These are. Y- yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. They're honorable mentions. They're honorable, honorable mentions. They're on the. I have a just missed my top 13 and these would be on it too. Okay. But they're big names that I'll tell you why they didn't make the list. Treehouse Brewing Company in Massachusetts has some of the best beer and was probably okay. for beer nerds. One of the top five breweries in the U.S. The reason it didn't make my list is because they can there. And when we went, they have taps, but they only allow you to get one beer. And they're not actually always serving draft beer either based on how busy it is with the canning. So if they open it up for drafts and you can get any of their beers on drafts, that place will skyrocket up the list. But I just that kind of stunk because you could only get one beer and they only had like two beers on tap. Um, and they were mostly focused on canning. The other big name that missed my list, Tired Hands. No. Outside of Philadelphia,
0: excuse me.
1: Heather's going to talk about this.
0: Oh my it missed gosh! My list. Why?
1: Their beer is good. Stop. It's way overpriced. Please stop. And there's places that I like better.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: So there you go. Those are big names that, that are on my honorable mention list. I'm going to run through a few more that just missed. These. How are...
0: about I do my honorable mentions first? All right,
1: y'all. Give. I'll let you talk. I'll give myself Jeez, a beat. I'm getting sent to the goodness. corner. My
0: goodness, my goodness. So. My honorable mentions I don't really have that many because I haven't been to as many breweries as Trav. But we mentioned uh Broken Compass. I really liked Broken Compass. That was on my honorable mention. Some other ones in Colorado. I like Avery Brewing, but I haven't been to their new brewery, brewery, which I guess is a lot bigger. And, Huge.
1: and I awesome food. Yeah.
0: So I would love to go back there, but it didn't make my list because I haven't been there in probably four years. And other than that, I mean, we went to one in Nashville. Um, the what was it? The bearded, bearded iris. iris, and that was also really good. Cool vibe inside, you know, lots of old couches and kind of a vintagey feel, and they had some pretty delicious beer.
1: Yeah, walkable from downtown too, which is cool. Bearded iris on my honorable mention. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you my honorable mentions. And I'll kind of just give a quip about each one. Um, these are ones that are fantastic breweries. I mean, when we're going into the top thirteen. Uh, we obviously seek out amazing breweries. Been to, I've been to 145, but most of them are ones we're seeking out to go to because they're recommended or they're highly rated. So everything on this honorable mention list is still fantastic. Great Rhythm in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Gave the biggest tasters I've ever had. You weren't allowed to have pour, yeah. full pours there. So as a taster, they gave us basically eight ounces. Great of Rhythm of was
0: beer. awesome, but I couldn't really attest to their beer since I was pregnant. Yes. But it is beautiful, and it's right on the river. And we were there in the summer, and the windows were open, like these big, huge windows. And you could just kind of sit there. and. Yeah, Great Rhythm, beautiful.
1: Portsmouth, New Hampshire. That brewing in Cottonwood, Arizona, just <laughs> happened to find this brewery. Very hard to find. I thought it was really unique. It was a local spot. Locals only, basically it just opened. And I they had unique beers. Um, so it's just that was a really cool experience because we totally stumbled upon that. We had a winery, we asked them if there were any breweries mm-hmm. like one just opened, go find it here.
0: Yeah, and what about Mother Road? That's coming up. Okay.
1: Odd thirteen, Lafayette, Colorado. Cool beer, funky little place in Lafayette. Again, great brewery. Bearded Iris, Heather mentioned, in natural. Do almost predominantly hazy IPAs. Those New England styles, but and they were very good, but they all started to taste a little bit the same, which wasn't bad. It wasn't
0: bad. They were all still very delicious. Right. So also that day that we learned that if you're in Tennessee, you can drink in the car as long as you're not driving. Yeah,
1: open containers are allowed. Someone just told me that is true in Pennsylvania too. What? I think that's a lie. That's something we have to I Google. I don't think so. As soon as this shows up, yeah, yeah. not this Puritan. Maybe I'll be googling this it Puritan right now. state of Pennsylvania. Um, culmination in Portland, great brewery. Just, Portland, yeah, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Fantastic Because there brewery. are a lot
0: of breweries in Portland, Maine as well. There so are. I just Culmination to in there.
1: Portland, Oregon. Two Philly ones that just missed the list. Love City just opened. Probably my favorite brewery in Philadelphia right now. It is
0: very cool. That should have been on my honorable mentions.
1: Great spot. Um, they had a food truck the one time that was not great, but they they literally opened two months ago. So brand new. Some good beer there. Crime and Punishment also in Philly. Do some really unique stuff. I've had some really great beers here. I've had some really awful beers, but that's not <laughs> it's their It's experimental. Fo- yeah, they did one that said it tasted like smoked ham, and then I got it. It was disgusting. It tasted like smoked yeah, ham. Yeah, but it wasn't good. So <laughs> I, they were right, right? So, um, But a neat little spot, tiny little sp- sp- spot in Philadelphia, and then one that I just went to in Minnesota, had the great um, fortune of going around Minnesota and, and Minneapolis and having a good time there and hitting like three or four breweries thanks to Kyle Potter for that. Um Modus in Minnesota was a really cool brewery. Great. They focus predominantly on sours and hazy IPAs right up my alley. Walkable from downtown. Just a cool cool place. A little too fresh and corporate for like the vibe, like very nice, but it was yeah, it was cool. It was great. Um it just missed All right. And those are list.
0: just the honorable mentions. Those are just the folks. honorable
1: mention. You have 13, I have 13, so we've got 26. Some may overlap. If you guys have never listened to the podcast before, you're just tuning in for the beer episode. When we do these lists, we we told you what the rules are. One of the main rules also that we forgot is that we do not know each other's lists ahead of time. So we might overlap. She might be incredulous that some of mine aren't on here, like tired hands, but we don't know it, so it's just as fun for us as we're revealing it to each other, as it is for you listening. So, Heth, we're into it. The top 26 breweries in Mm -hmm. America... You're number 13.
0: And I do want to just say the disclaimer that while these are my top 13, I feel as though I would have others had I been drinking as heavily as you over the past two years. So let me add one more disclaimer
1: in here as well. It's been four years. Some of these have definitely changed. you know how quickly breweries are going up and how quickly they're changing. And how quickly they're changing the brew the beers that they're brewing the styles to go and, yeah. to catch up with you know, the haze craze, which you know the didn't, haze craze. didn't exist two years ago. Right. No one was doing New England styles except for a few breweries. Everyone was
0: doing West Coast styles. Right.
1: So I mean, it's it's crazy. So some of these- Wait, are
0: you saying that you like New England style better than West Coast style? Oh my gosh, is this possible?
1: You're saying that because usually I like West Coast everything more than East Coast everything.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And you are, you I know. I, I, produ-
1: I like New England style IPAs uh, better than West Coast IPAs, except now I love that New England and West Coast exist because it's fun to bounce back and forth. It is fun. Um, so my caveat, my disclaimer is that some of these we were at as far as four years ago, so they may have changed. Take with a grain of salt. As fun as it's been to one hundred, as fun as it has been to get to one hundred and forty five brewers in four years, I haven't been able to go back to all of them every month. That would be crazy. Very true. So Very some true. of these we haven't been to for for a little while.
0: So my top thirteen, the bottom three are all places I haven't been to in quite a few years, but we've been there twice. So I think I can say quite comfortably that they're very good beer. Number 13 is Wicked Weed. And I know, wait, I know, wait, 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 it's wait, wait, wait. been bought out by InBev. Wait, wait. Is that your 13?
1: That's my number 13 as well. <laughs> so sometimes this works in crazy ways. Out of 145 so breweries, funny. my number 13 is Wicked Weed as well. So we might okay. as well just team yeah, up Yeah, let's on this just one.
0: talk about it together. It's awesome. It is awesome. The first time we went to Wicked Weed, so we we drove down to Asheville and it was, I think, the beginning of April. So it was still kind of cold. About
1: two and a half years ago.
0: About two and a half years ago. And we got to Asheville. It was a beautiful sunny day. It was very warm. It was probably 70 degrees. Everybody was out. It was a really great atmosphere. We walk up to Wicked Weed, they have all the windows open. We sit down, we get some beer, we get some food.
1: We get a bit drizzy.
0: Both are delicious, by the way. They have great food there and good beer. And I know that, you know, some people who are really, really beer snobby would like to say maybe Wicked Weed sold out because they're in Bev now and they're not a private brewery. But. I, it's still an amazing place to go. and If
1: someone offers me, and I don't know how much Wicked Weed got, but Balls Point got bought out for a billion dollars. Yeah. If someone comes and offers to buy the Extra Pack of Peanuts <laughs> podcast for anywhere <laughs> for close to a billion dollars, billion dollars you can call me a sellout all you want. <laughs> I will take that, and I will go do something else with my life. So I'm with you. Wicked Weed, We haven't been to since it was bought out. But to me, and and that's probably why it's 13, because when I first got there, it was in for a while my top four. Like when I said my favorite breweries, it was right in that top group. I think the idea that it got bought out has pushed it like away from the top a little bit. But it is everything a big brewery and brew pub should be. When you talk about great food, like you said, indoor, outdoor seating, large selection of beer, their Pernicious IPA is incredible. So good. The good part about some of these breweries getting bought out
0: it's is more that accessible, more the accessible. availability, so we can
1: get Pernicious IPA up in Philly now. When in before you had to be in Asheville, that surrounding area. So there are there are benefits. Yes, I hate when the small places get bought out because everyone thinks it changes the taste. I don't know if it's one of those placebo effects or what, but Wicked Weed, awesome brewery fantastic it's yeah it's great it's great and I think that's why it's on both our lists because we had a great experience the beer is fantastic and
0: we've been back a second time on another trip to Asheville which we just love Asheville anyone who's thinking about going to Asheville should go because it's a wonderful little city and it has a lot of breweries so Asheville
1: is the Napa Valley of beer at this point I mean it's the it's you could safely call it one of the major beer capitals of the US. And for a small city, I mean San Diego, ton of breweries, obviously as well. But for a small almost town, yeah. they have some incredible breweries, including one that will be on my list later. But Wiki Wee was my thirteen
0: as well. So my twelve and eleven are also in Ashville. So I'm just gonna lump them together. All right. Because I believe I believe they're affiliated if I remember correctly, and that would be Burial and Funcatorium.
1: Funkatorium is wicked weed. A oh, wicked weed. Okay,
0: okay, not burials. So that's right. Funkatorium is part of Wicked Weed, and it's there's yeah they have the sour beers, and so that's on my list as higher than Wicked Weed because I happen to like sours a lot, and they had if I remember correctly. Really good charcuterie and cool little nibbles to eat on. They certainly had good
1: expensive charcuterie. I remember it was like $19 (laughs) for a plate of like three slices of meat. Listen,
0: it was good and I love sours. And I mean, it's called Funkatorium. That is a cool name. It has a very interesting, fun vibe. I like the decor inside. So definitely um, my number 12. And then Burial is very kind of bizarre. It's the one that's in...
1: We'll, we'll touch on Burrow in a little bit. Why okay, don't we, so why we'll don't we wait, pass we'll table, over Burial because it'll come okay. up a little bit later.
0: All right. So now you can do, I guess, your, t- your 12 and 11.
1: Yeah. So to touch on Funkatorium, I'd like to go back there because when I went, I didn't love sours. And their sours were ba- a lot of barrel wine barrel aged sours, some really funky stuff, hence the name. I'd like to go back and see what my palate thinks now because then... I had a hard time drinking some of them.
0: I remember liking them then.
1: You did so, like them. Yeah. And you like the charcuterie. My number 12, <laughs> we're going to Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay. This is another place that holds a spot in my heart, just like Mother Road. They're uh, no, just,
0: like, just that. like
1: Broken Compass. Oh,
0: just like Broken Compass. But
1: this place is called Mother Road Brewing. They're Tower Station IPA. So to set the scene a little bit, we're in Flagstaff, lots of breweries. We try to go.
0: Also, another really cool city, like a small town yes. city, lots of good restaurants. To would you? Yeah. I would consider it. It's that cool.
1: It's great. I mean, if you want to, if it's too cold, you go down to Phoenix. If it's too hot in Phoenix, you come up to Flagstaff. I think Flagstaff's awesome. It's, it's very cool. like a mini. Jason from Zero to Tower always says it's a, zero, uh, a mini Boulder. Um, I loved it. I like it maybe even a little more than Boulder, to be honest. Interesting. So, Mother Road. We tried to go here. It opened at 3, and we got, got there at 2, and they told us, oh, come back, and we were going to leave Flagstaff that day. And, but
0: just to donut. Yeah, think.
1: we were going to drive somewhere, but we thought, you know, let's just kill an hour. It seems pretty cool. There's no one here. There's one table outside. It's super, at that point- It's in, a warehouse. Yeah, industrial, so they're just brewing, and then they're serving your beer. There's nothing fancy about it. So we took a little drive. We came back. I was so glad we did, because the people were super nice. We had a flight. Their beers were pretty decent. And their Tower Station IPA, which is their flagship It was flagship our favorite IPA,
0: beer for a long time.
1: Was really very, very good. Plus, this is the first time. And this is cool. This is where it comes in, the experience, but also the little unique touches. The first time I ever had a can that had a lid that pulled all the way off. Do you know what I'm saying? So yes, instead because of.
0: Because a lot of people can, their, well, most places can rather than bottle these days. And a lot of beers are meant to be drank. Yeah. Right from the can.
1: Yeah. So it's not, you don't just pop it and it has a little little place that you drink out of, like a soda can. The top of the can pulls all the way off. And so it cr- basically creates a, a, a glass, a, a pint glass yeah. for you. And I just thought this is really neat. Now other brewers are doing it. I'm sure Mother Road wasn't the first, but that was the first time I experienced it.
0: And, thought, and you were in awe. I went, This is pretty yeah, cool, just right? Like, this, is a great, <laughs> this is a
1: cool idea. So they were really nice there. They even sent us beer. I wrote them and told them how much I love their Tower Station IPA. And I said to them, listen, when we're going to do the, the beer podcast, of, we're going to try to find the best IPA in America. And I said, listen, I can't get your beer here. Can you send me some? And they sent me some and a hat. And they sent me like uh, a metal thing to hang on our wall, like just really cool People, great beer, Mother Road, number 12.
0: If you're in Flagstaff, definitely hit it up. Just go to Flagstaff for the brewery and for all the other nice things. What's crazy about this
1: is that was three years ago. It was your birthday, almost maybe maybe almost three and a half years ago.
0: It's almost my birthday, so just three years ago. I don't
1: know if Mother Road has changed, if it's bigger. So you might be listening to this and say... Uh, Trav, they moved to a new spot. <laughs> I don't know, I haven't been back, but I loved it when it was there. My number 11, we're going to Richmond, Virginia. V- the Vale, uh, if you're trading beer, Vale is one of like the ones that people are after. Incredible, awesome, hazy IPAs. Had a great time there. Went with two buddies on a trip to Richmond, Virginia, another pretty great beer city. And the Vale was the place- first place we started. Again, their beer is top notch. The reason they are at number eleven, I mean, the vibe was cool, the people were nice, but and and the beer was fantastic. The only con I have for them is that I hate when breweries do this, and we're going to get to another brewery that does this as well. And I just it annoys me. When you charge, they charge $5.50, and I know this because I wrote it in my notes in my spreadsheet because I was that upset about it. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: (laughs) $5.50 for six ounces of a beer, $7.50 for 12 ounces of a beer. So what I don't like about that is when someone comes and wants to sample all your beers, they're a fan of yours, they want to try all your beers, and you have 15 beers, and they're all six, seven, eight percent, why are you charging them. that
0: much yeah like why tasting. are you penalizing
1: yeah. them for wanting to try more beer? so i get and again this is me on my high horse but it's annoying i get that it takes a little more time uh, from your servers to get a, a bunch of six ounces over a 12 ounce so make it four ounces four dollars for a six ounce and 750 for a 12 ounce at 550 for a six ounce you're essentially saying like i'm not gonna get mm-hmm. that yeah. and so what happened was we and my buddies were getting the 12 ounce and you got we got wasted. ridiculously yeah. blitzed because <laughs> I wanted to try like eight of their beers. So I didn't even drink. You know, I drank a lot, but I it was because I wanted to try all their beers. And I felt awful. I actually couldn't get into our Airbnb that night. Had to call Heather. <laughs> it was a whole big scene.
0: It was a scene. All because so, the Vale
1: didn't charge $4 for a six-ounce you beer. breweries
0: who are listening to the Extra Bag Peanuts Travel podcast... Please make your samples cheaper.
1: <laughs> I have no problem when you allow flights, and it's like eight dollars for a flight, sure. and and a pint, which would be the same amount of beer, seven or six. Ch- charge me a little more, but don't don't penalize you like mm. that. Someone comes, they want to try your beer, Understood. like they like what you're doing. That's just it's to me. I'm going to use a bad word here. It's just an asshole move.
0: It is an asshole move.
1: I I, I will gladly pay you for your beer. Just make it fair.
0: But. Even with all of the disdain you have, you still love the brewery, and it still made your list. That was more of a rant. That was more of
1: that wasn't a rant rant. specifically at Vale, although they're the ones who said the rant off. Just in general, at the at the business aspect of it, just in general, I don't like when that happens. Vale, I love your beer. You have a kick ass brewery. I have a sticker of yours on my desk. Great beer. Great place. That was just, it just, yeah. it does, irks me. Does it
0: enrage you as much as when ice creameries don't allow you to split scoop?
1: Those are my two biggest pet peeves in life. <laughs> I'll pay you extra if I can get one scoop's worth of ice cream, but it gets two flavors. Why are you going to say no? I just want to sample the goods. Same idea
0: same idea same idea moving on moving on to my number 10 and we are throwing it back a little bit to a road trip that we took
1: oh i wonder if this is the same if this, if we double up here this would be great
0: well i'm not sure that you like this brewery as much as i did okay. it's in alabama okay so no okay it's in alabama and i remember the beer being pretty good and I mean, they didn't have anything that we like to drink now, like hazies or sours. But I remember liking the beer. I bought a hat from here, which was my all-time favorite hat, my favorite brewery hat, which I lost in Georgia, the country. Yes. So I no longer have this hat anymore. We're not going
1: all the way back to Georgia, the country, just to get your hat. No. Although that'd be great, too. We just got a notification on the JETO app.
0: New Georgia, York to, to Tbilisi, C- Georgia, well,
1: 530 bucks.
0: Listen, that hat was $17. It's Let's definitely it. worth the $540 I mean, flight. we're either going
1: to Georgia the country or back down to Alabama. I'll go to
0: Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama. Um, Cahaba is the brewery. And I just thought it was really cool because... Free it, ski Ball. Free ski Ball. So you walk up. It's kind of in this very odd area of town. We definitely had to drive there. But it was a huge kind of open space, a warehouse style. And it had lots of tables. It had free ski ball, cool hats, pretty good beer. I don't know. I just really, really enjoyed it. We went to a lot of other breweries that day. We went to Good People, I think. And we went to... I'm really glad you
1: brought this up, if you don't mind me cutting you off. I don't at all. the beer scene in Birmingham was better than I thought. And we hit three breweries. Mm -hmm. None were good. So, okay. On my brewery spreadsheet, I rank them all out of five. Okay, each of these breweries, I ranked at three seven five, which, which is pretty, pretty high. high.
0: It's so, a bit better so than we average. Went,
1: and here's what was cool about them: they were all different. Avondale was like being at a college frat party. Yes, that they was, have all
0: outdoor, right? was all outdoor, right? All outdoor.
1: Yes, s- concert stage, tons of cornhole. Games. It was packed. It we was were there
0: on a weekday in mid afternoon, and it was just packed with people.
1: It was. It was. Yeah, you're you're basically at a awesome little more sophisticated frat party which was great cahaba as heather just mentioned three seven five cool beer free skee ball neat spot and then good people which is right by the stadium again good beer fun vibe nice people you have a view of the stadium where birmingham uh, baron which is where michael jordan if you're a sports fan played his minor league <laughs> baseball
0: when you told me that when we were sitting at that brewery i wasn't even aware that michael jordan had played baseball that is so bizarre but I guess he's pretty good at it as well, right?
1: I mean, for yeah. someone for a basketball <laughs> player playing baseball, he's phenomenal. But for yeah, so anyway, it it was just really cool. I I couldn't. I always try to not rate stuff the same, but all of them I said they are well above average. They're fun. Yes. I'd gladly go back, but they're super different. And so I'm glad you brought up the Alabama, the Birmingham Brewery. Yeah, I mean, we had fun there. Yeah,
0: and the experience was very. New, I feel, because we had just kind of started liking a lot of breweries. It was at least three years ago, so there weren't as many breweries. Certainly not. And they made an impact on me. Yeah. And I would go back. I would like to go back, actually, and see what kind of beer they have now. That was,
1: a, And we did them all back to back to back.
0: And I want that hat.
1: It was a super fun day. I'm sure you could call them and ask them I know. for a hat.
0: I could probably order it on their website, probably. actually.
1: <laughs> My number 10, coming back to the Northeast, is a neat little brewery called Foam. <gasps> in Burlington, Vermont. Okay, that's
0: also on my list.
1: Okay, so we'll touch foam in a little bit okay. because usually when it's further up someone's list, we'll get to it in a little yes. bit. But foam, Burlington, Vermont, really cool. They're becoming very popular. When we went, they were fairly new and now they've they've kind of blown up, which I love. I, I love and hate. I don't... I love it I don't hate it. I love it for don't them, be a but a
0: hater Trav.
1: Here's why. I'm just love, gonna hate. I love hidden gems. You know me. I love hidden gems. And there are two breweries on my list that I consider my hidden gems. We haven't got to either of them. Yes, and just
0: Trav is the only one who's ever been there. It's your personal favorite.
1: Okay. Be easy. <laughs> but foam could be that, but they've mm-hmm. gotten big enough. We're gonna I'm- be
0: talking about it later. You All said. right, so my number yep. 10, foam. My number <laughs> <laughs> nine is bringing it home to our hometown-ish city, Philadelphia. It's 2nd District. And I love 2nd District because they do a lot of experimenting with their beer. So sometimes we've gone and the beers have blown me away. Other times we've gone and while they're still good, they haven't been my favorite. But still drinkable and still good. But there have been a few times we've been, and I was like, this beer is exceptional. I feel like I've even given them, you know, on untapped, a 4.5, something high. 4.5 out of of 5. If you guys are unfamiliar with the
1: untapped app, it's out of 5. So 4.5 is like a banger beer. They
0: also have delicious food. Very... Kind of Philly food, but unique. They have delicious pierogies, like handmade pierogies. They have amazing boneless buffalo wings. Just really good food. And it's not a huge menu, but I just love it. I like the location. It's in South Philly, which Trav should certainly love because for whatever reason, he likes the kind of gritty... South Philly is awesome. Interesting aspect of South Philly. So... It's on a street that's kind of residential, but also there's like a lot of garages there. And If you go to
1: Second District, you are getting <laughs> the real funny. You it's- are Hold on, you are getting the real South Philly experience. Yes. So just know Yes. The reason I like South Philly, if you go to Second District, be there at Second District, that's why I love South Philly. You'll look out the window, they have these big cool, it's an old machine shop so they have these awesome window door things that open up and you look out and there's a garage right next to like a car garage and they'll be like dudes pulling up on the curb Uh and like chatting and doing who knows what. It's just, it's South Philly that is fine. It is,
0: but the interior of Second District is... Really, kind of vintage, and I love the bar. I it's small, but I really like it. And I think that if you come to Philly, you should definitely check it out. And I hope that they have some really good beers on because, as I said, they change their beers a lot and they don't really have like a standard beer that there is their go to that I know of. Right. It's always changing, but so
1: I feel bad because why Second District was my favorite Philly brewery the first two times we went, and the last time I went. I didn't like any of their beers. They didn't have anything good. And so I kind of have a sour taste in my mouth, and I've knocked them down some. They didn't even make my honorable mention. I know,
0: which is really unfair, I think.
1: The owner is awesome. I'm calling
0: you out on that being a little unfair, because one time we went, and they didn't really have a beer that we liked, but multiple times we've gone, and they've had some banging beers, as you would say.
1: I agree. The owner is Very nice. nice. Like, he's a fantastic guy. The vibe is top-notch. Like, it's an awesome indoor. The food is very good. So- let me recant and put Second District <laughs> on the honorable mention. At Again, least. Again, they were my favorite brewery in Philly, and i it's just that they do stuff experimentally, and some of it's good and some of it I don't like. I will tell you that I did find out that their brewer used to be at Tired Hands, which is one of your oh, really? breweries that are probably uh-huh. going to be coming up. So, I'm sorry, uh-huh. Second District. I love you. I love it. I just, you know, last time I went, I didn't particularly like their beer, and so it Sometimes that clouds your judgment, right? I mean, it's a little what have you done for me lately attitude, which is not always fair. So I'm sorry. I'm apologizing to the owner of Second (laughs) District and to Second District itself. As (laughs) you should. My number nine is a place that is the most remote brewery I think we've ever been to, other than maybe that one in Wyoming, but the most remote but completely packed. That yes. is Hill Farmstead. Yes, and
0: it's also on my list. So
1: we'll get to, so Foam and Hill <laughs> Farmstead. We'll get to later. Uh, my number nine, Hill Farmstead. Which, if you are a beer, if you know anything about beer or you know craft beer, you follow it's it. It's
0: kind of like it's, Mecca.
1: It's a Mecca, and yeah. it has been rated the top brewery multiple years in a row by beer advocate and, and it's like on that.
0: my list mm-hmm. right, and so we'll i was that. pregnant when we were there so for it That's to be on my list when i was pregnant i've h- had the beer other times though
1: i can't wait to talk about my brews that are on your list later <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can handle it you can handle it my number eight is a brewery that is in the south in a city that we both love greatly that is in nashville and I don't even think that you went to this brewery last time, but I went, I think I went twice without you and that's Southern Grist.
1: Okay. Here's what's interesting about that. I went to Southern Grist and the first time we were in Nashville yes. and it was my favorite brewery and you guys were like, eh, it's okay because yes. they had a broken nut IPA and it broke like... Coconut IPA called yeah. broken. They still
0: have it. It's delicious. Yes,
1: and you guys are like, oh, this is okay, but it's out in East Nashville. It's a weird spot, which has now popped off oh, in the East last Nashville four years.
0: Is so. It's cool. crazy
1: how quickly it's stuff very is changing hip now. But last time we were in Nashville, I was there for a bachelor party. You were just hanging with your sister and went. So you guys went out to Southern Grist twice. I never made it out, and now it's kind of it's kind of gotten pretty popular in that region as being it's one of the more innovative,
0: delicious beer. They had that's the first. So, my sister Julie picked me up at the airport. Wit and I, it was the first flight that Wit and I had done solo. It went very well. Wit was a rock star. Julie picks me up, and we have to wait about an hour and a half before we pick Trav up because he was coming from Colorado. Jules said, Where do you want to go? I said, I want to go to a brewery. You know, it's only a few months old. I have to get my beer game going strong. Knowing that this podcast was coming up, of course, sure. I had to prepare. Knowing
1: that this podcast is coming up <laughs> seven months later.
0: So we went to Southern Grist. It was packed. I think it was like a Thursday night or something. They have very good sours. They have the Broken Out, which is the Coconut IPA. Just a really good beer. And, you know, they have food. The food's pretty good. But it's really the beer that makes it special. And for Nashville, I think it's probably one of the best breweries there.
1: So that what was funny when I was going through my spreadsheet and thinking what was going to be on my list. I kept thinking. I kept going past Southern Grist and saying, I want this to be honorable mention. But I haven't been there for yeah. so long. And even though I know and people I trust have said their beer has gotten really good and they do the sours. People
0: it, you trust, even your own wife. Even
1: your own wife. But, in my own wife, but I haven't
0: You haven't been there, been so, there so I couldn't
1: put it on. And it was probably the one that I thought, if I had been back to this, this would be on my list. I'm yeah, glad well, you brought Yeah, well, it's on my
0: this. list. It's my number eight.
1: Cool. My eight, one that you mentioned, Burial in Asheville. Burial, the cool <laughs> it's thing- It's so
0: unique. The cool it's thing so about
1: Burial and Wicked Weed, because those are my two favorite breweries in Asheville, was that they are completely different. So oh, Wicked Weed. so different. And especially now it's bought out by InBev, but even before.
0: Big brew pub. It's brewpub, cool. It's very hip. The decor inside is really neat.
1: It's big. It has indoor outdoor seating as well. Burial, you go in. It's almost like walking into a shack. And then the way they <laughs> it describe a shack, it. It is I think. Is that they kept getting bigger like people kept coming so they kept adding on but it's like you walk into a place it's just plywood is up and it's a bathroom and then so it's (laughs) very very bare bones but it is fantastic beer i didn't have have any ipas there that i remember loving but they're they did some cool stuff with stouts which i wasn't a big fan of and a bigger fan of now but was i just remember having a stout being like oh i don't usually like stouts. this is amazing their beer and is a, fantastic no matter is.
0: what kind of beer you like they do it all really well and they also happen to be next to the donut place right they are, are they?
1: next to a donut place, yeah. vortex
0: vortex donuts
1: near vortex so what's interesting to me about burro because we haven't been there for a little while Uh, probably two and a half years, is that now, for such a small place, this, again, was like one of those, not one of Trav's hidden gems that I mentioned earlier, but it it was kind of like that, you know, in that, oh, this is a small place that not that many people know about outside of Asheville, but now... You can get burial beer up here can in Philly you? at times. so oh, I haven't seen it. I don't know if they're bigger, if they've got... I don't think they've gotten bought now, but they certainly have some sort of distribution, distribution. yeah. Which is cool for them Um, because it was tiny little place, and we went, and I thought, this beer's phenomenal. So then I saw it on the shelves, again, in some really higher-end craft beer place in Philly, not just on the shelves at a regular uh, distributor, yeah. but at Bottle Bar East in Philly, which gets some pretty cool stuff in. I've seen some burials. So... Good for them. Uh Bert loved it. So if you're if you're anywhere near Asheville, hit up Wicked Weed, hit up Burial because they're basically as different as you can get when it comes to breweries. And they both have great beer. Yeah.
0: And I mean, we've there's a lot of good breweries in Asheville. So if you are interested in going, you should definitely listen to our destination diary because it is packed with food and drinking recommendations. Because some of my favorite things I've eaten are in Asheville. So here's sure. a shout out. We love Asheville.
1: We love Asheville.
0: My number seven is foam. So now we can. Now you are free to talk about foam, Trav. I'll let you start.
1: <laughs> it ranks higher on your list, so you get you get the floor.
0: Foam is very cool because it is number one in a really neat location. Great branding. Great branding because it's like watery foam, and it's next to the lake. It's next to Lake Champlain, and you kind of go down into the.
1: And you go down by the water. Yeah, you're it's right by, by the, water, the water, and it's a brick building that who knows what it used to be. It's almost like a little shopping center, but it's an old school shopping center. And they have
0: outdoor seating if you're there in, in the summer, or, you know, fall, and it's nice to be outside. But
1: and some bangers of hazy IPAs. Yeah,
0: I was also pregnant when we went here. And I think that, you know, to be fair, I did have a sip of one of the beers. It was very good. But it was more the atmosphere was really good. You said that the beer was amazing. Uh, so I just had it on my list because I loved the vibe of the place. I liked that it was you, right you next a to the ship
1: or two. Yeah,
0: it was right next to the lake. We sat there. We wrote a, some notes about we had just been to a conference. so The whole experience to me felt really cool. They had a whole oyster bar thing going on because it was uh, the weekend. So they obviously do cool things there. And it was a beautiful brewery. And
1: again, that was about two, two, two and a half years ago. And so, well, no, you were praying. Yeah. So about two yeah. years ago. Yep. Um, and I'm sure it, it might have changed. It's certainly gotten bigger as far as I've seen. When I say bigger, I mean, I've seen people talking about foam in really nerdy beer trading like Instagram posts. So <laughs> I, at least it's gotten some publicity yes. as, being, uh, as being pretty awesome when it comes to that type of thing. I'd love to go back. Burlington, Vermont. Yeah, a I fun would love town. to go back as well. So let's go. Speaking of cool cities, my number seven, and this is the only time I cheated on this entire podcast. So I think I deserve a round of applause there. Well,
0: it's not over yet. So I think we should hold the applause. But I know this In case you throw something else at us. That's
1: true. All right. Let's hold the applause, Chris. But everyone know in your head, I think this is the only time (laughs) I cheated on this podcast. And that's because I'm lumping two together and I'm giving number seven to the town of Decorah, Iowa for their... Two breweries that I went to—they have more than two breweries—but the two breweries that I really love there: Toppling Goliath and Pulpit Rock. So the reason I'm putting them together is because I—I I went to them at the same time, like same night.
0: So that makes it okay to cheat.
1: And because, like we mentioned with Burial and Wicked Weed, they were so different, but they were both so cool, and it was unexpected. that I'm just lumping them together. Okay. So I was I mean, on the. What ro- can
0: I say? What's if you guys done listen is to the,
1: some of the latest podcasts. I was on a road trip. With Old Bessie, our camper van across the U.S., I knew Toppling Goliath was in Iowa, and I was t- I was ready to stop at a brewery. The last brewery we had been to was that Ten Sleep in Wyoming. It had been like four states. We hadn't been to a oh brewery. Oh my gosh! Right, it was some time beer. to hit a brewery. And I'm like, what else we're we gonna do in Iowa? So we go to Toppling Goliath. We pull in, and Toppling Goliath's new place is a very big, new, modern brewery and brew pub it's it's awesome it's cool it's fantastic but it's big wide open and brand new so we go there their beer is fantastic they've been known for great ipas for a long time some of the best ipas in the midwest you know similar maybe to tired hands in philly where they were the ones who who kind of took that torch early out there great beer fantastically nice service like some of the nicest people we've met Yep. Sat next to a guy who goes there every night. He was just a, I mean, not someone who's working there, but he goes every night. We chatted with him. So we had napkins and I were together. We had great beer. We had a flight. And then I had like one or two other beers. I had a, a really crazy good sour and then a bunch of hazy IPAs that were from good to almost good. Good to very yes, good. Yes,
0: and I can validate this decision because you brought some cans back yeah. from Top Link. So like King Lai, Su, And they were very good. Very King Sue's
1: one of their first ones. Great. Uh they call it a pale. It's more like an IPA. Very good, one of their favorite ones. They they had a few other ones, you know, so all of them were good to very good. And their sour was very, very good as well. So we went there, had a great time, and I thought, all right, well, there's another one that's highly rated, let's go to Pulpit Rock. And you go there, much smaller, low slung, Pretty, they had an outdoor seating area, but it was pretty hot. It was just completely opposite. It was more thrown together. Um, definitely not brand new, but I uh, just that cool new, like when I say new, like younger brewery vibe of, hey, we're in a spot, we're going to just get our beer out. Right. It's pretty bare bones. And Pulpit Rock had fantastic beer. They had two or three hazies that were great, they had a coffee stout.
0: Ooh, that or a sounds co- good. No, a
1: coffee kolsch, excuse me. Ooh, which, interesting. Yeah, which people are starting to do coffee-flavored colches now, which is pretty cool. And I hate coffee, but I love... Do you, though? I do hate coffee. Mm. But I hate, I hate coffee, but I love coffee-flavored things. You so like coffee, coffee beer, with I really sugar.
0: Like. You just need to put sugar in your Regardless,
1: coffee. Regardless, <laughs> Pulpit Rock was awesome. I, I couldn't decide which one I liked more because they were so different, and I had such a great experience at both of them. That they, I mean, they're number seven on my list at 145 breweries. Wow. They are really cool. And the town of Decorah, Iowa, absolutely blew me away. What a cute little town. It was like being in Mayberry. It was like, this is what a Midwest town should be. Great breweries. A very cool coffee shop called Impact Coffee. Where
0: you liked or hated coffee?
1: I got a a nitro coffee with ice cream in it, and I finished it.
0: And you enjoyed it? It had ice cream
1: in it, too. Okay,
0: well... So you guys need to have coffee with ice cream. So we can impact do that.
1: coffee, pretty cool. I got I brought you some beans back. Great. And I've even delicious. subscribed you to their coffee yes, club. Yes,
0: and I greatly appreciate that because their coffee is
1: delicious. So, side note, the Coor, Iowa, amazing little town. Toppling Goliath and Pulpit Rock, great breweries. That's my number seven.
0: Awesome. And I can't believe that you even shouted out a coffee shop. This is a whole new era. A
1: whole new world.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> my number six is. Treehouse. Now, I know that you had it. Did you wait? Did you have it on your list? Uh, Honorable, honorable mention. Honorable mention, mention, which is just crazy to me because their beer is very good. Very, very good.
1: But if this was a best beers
0: podcast, okay, you're right. It's best breweries, and that's about the whole experience. I guess I can't be as flighty with mine because I haven't been to 145 breweries, but Treehouse has excellent beer. They're brewery their brand new spot Space, yeah. is is gorgeous it's sure. this huge wooden warehouse and okay we were also there in November it was pouring rain it was not a very fun time because we just kind of stood in line for cans then we grabbed a draft because we were allowed to taste one draft and then we left but we have had other friends who've been there recently in the summer where they said that they brought their own food because you can bring food. They sat outside. They had a beer. They said it was great. So I think that it does have the potential to have good atmosphere.
1: If they, if it becomes a full tap room and you can go and they have, let's say, even six of their beers on tap, like even better if they had ten, and you could get whichever you wanted on draft, as many as you wanted, even like a flight, whatever, it would go – it would be – up in the rankings for me where we are now it's fantastic beer it's a cool spot but i just that was the thing is okay. you could get one draft and they had like two or three on draft so it's very hard to try a lot of their beers because you can't even get all their cans and i don't fault them because they have grown super that's quickly their business
0: model it seems to be working for them because Definitely. tons of people line up every day they have can releases and that's the thing too you can't get their cans anywhere else right Right. as far as I know. You have so to buy it at the brewery. It's definitely worth going to this brewery because if you want to try their beer, unless you're trading with somebody, you have to go to the brewery. And the brewery is cool. It's a beautiful building. You stand in line for the cans. They have tons of people checking you out. So you don't have to really stand in line re- that long, necessarily.
1: I am not disagreeing with you so on anyway, any of this So anyway, Treehouse facts.
0: is fantastic. It's my number six. Their beer is exceptional. Their brewery experience is, you know, so-so. It's... Listen,
1: I guess the reason it doesn't make the list. I'm not that I have to defend myself here. Well, on, you do against the you're cele- on trial. I have to defend it against the celebrity <laughs> of the podcast, Miss Heather over there. Um, it's that it's their beer is phenomenal. It would be on every list if people were talking about it their favorite breweries. It is on every list. So in my mind, if your beer is that good, if if I am talking about the experiences, I want to highlight some of these other ones as well, and. Again, when they open the tap room up more, which I think they've started to do, yeah. which our friends who were just there told us they have, it will shoot up the list. It yeah. would be on the list. I'm not hating on Treehouse at all. Their beer is awesome. I'm also not hating on their business acumen or their business plan because they grew so big so quickly and got so much notoriety. They're doing all they can to keep yeah. up with it. So I love what they're doing. Yes that's the only reason. To and make you know,
0: life. I appreciate you saying that you want to highlight the other breweries that you had a better experience at. And I'm glad for the clarification. I had a great
1: experience at Treehouse. I just wanted to drink more of their beer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not their fault. <laughs> they got so popular when that they can't keep beer. They can't can it fast enough. They can't pour it fast enough. That's awesome. They deserve it all. They're amazing. And their beer's amazing. I just can't wait till they have a full tap room to go. Yes. To.
0: And I, I would agree with that.
1: So if we're, for the few people out there who are listening, who are as nerdy as me about <laughs> lists, what I'm going to say is I kind of have these in four tiers. So they're ranked one through thirteen, but they're also four tiers. So the first tier was that honorable mention, which we've talked about mm-hmm. and you've heard. The next tier was everything you just heard, and now we're jumping into the second, like the the second from top tier. This
0: is so intense. Can I just say that you are an intense individual? On
1: my notes, I actually have them <laughs> split up. So. The ones you just heard, thirteen through seven, Wicked Weed through Top and Goliath and okay. Pulpit Rock for me, were amazing breweries. The ones you're going to hear now are ones that are just outside of my favorite ones, and of course that makes so, sense. Uh,
0: it's all relative. Basically, they're all about number one. Is what you're no, saying. no, no, no.
1: What I'm saying is these. There are two that are vying for number one. Okay. Right below them is this next tier that you're going to hear now. Okay. And right I below see. that was the tier you already heard.
0: I'm just saying, <laughs> I know in I... In case you were wondering out there, listeners. Six through
1: three is a different tier okay. than 13 through seven. And one and two are like neck and neck for my favorite. So...
0: Clearly someone put in more thought to this podcast than I did. These, Mine ones, are that, not in these
1: ones that are six through three are incredible. And if I go back to them... There's a shot that they could they could be right up there with number one. But they're just outside of the number one. Well, you're selling you it
0: for sure. I'm curious. Number what's six, your number six? Richmond,
1: Virginia. Brew pub called The Answer. It is above a Vietnamese restaurant called Mekong, I think. The story behind this brewery is that this guy, uh, whoever the owner of Mekong Vietnamese restaurant was, used to get great craft beer, and people would come to him for craft beer because he he would get stuff that they couldn't get anywhere else. He decided he was going to start brewing his own beer. So then he opened a place above called The Answer. And what they're known for and what they do amazingly well is kettle sours. So what he does, and he actually doesn't brew the kettle sour. He gets the sour from somewhere else. I'm not sure where. And then he adds different flavorings into it. I don't know how. I'm not a brewer. All I know is you go to these. They have a bunch of things called popsicles. And they're bright colors and they are amazing. So they're they're sours that are not overly sweet, but they taste. So if you get like the strawberry blueberry popsicle, it'll taste like strawberry and blueberry, but it's not that candied flavor. It's still a sour beer. It's insanely good. These are some of the best sours I've ever had. Wow. And they have about 10 to 12 on the menu. And so it's just an interesting place. Apparently, the Vietnamese food is really good, too. It's just cool. It's cool. That is very and unique. it's, you look at when they bring you out a flight, you know, I think you can get four at a time. And I took a picture. It's on Instagram somewhere. Check it out. The colors. It's like looking at Jolly you're Rancher. colorblind. And I'm colorblind. So, it's like looking at uh, Jolly Ranchers, right? <laughs> you're like, these are crazy colors for this beer. Is this going to taste like candy? And then you have it. And it doesn't. It's like really it, nuanced flavor. Yes, it has, has a depth. sour flavor with a bit of the sweetness, but not that fake sweetness at all. It's it's a perfect sour, basically. Wow. Yep. So the answer brew pub in, in Richmond, Okay, Virginia.
0: I have not even heard you talk about that, but that what? was the trip where you drank so many beers at the veil vale that you couldn't remember how to get into your airbnb S- spe- so. that is speaking of <laughs> the
1: cool thing about the answer was we went to the veil vale the night before when we got into richmond you know because i had to buy the big pours at the veil vale. didn't feel so great the next day was hungover cool thing about going to the answer instead of getting crushed with more ipas we had sours which are sours were like light. five light easier to drink Five percent. That's one of the yep. reasons
0: why I love sour so much because we drink a lot of IPAs and hazy IPAs, but you can't drink a lot of them at once because you won't feel well and you'll get a no. headache. I mean, at it's least not, I do. It's not even always a
1: hangover. It's just this like bloated yeah. feeling because you're drinking so you much of that unfiltered a beer.
0: Sour and it's so refreshing that you could just keep drinking them. <laughs> so it's a nice change from the heavier beers.
1: Certainly is. So there you go. The answer.
0: The answer. Richmond, Virginia. Okay, so my number five is the one time that I guess I'm breaking the rules on this podcast. Don't clap. No applause, Chris. No applause (laughs) yet because she might break it. There's still another four more. Well, that's very true. But number five is Trillium. Their beer is so delicious. In fact, last weekend, I had what was that drink? It was a sour.
1: Oh, their Sour was awesome. Permute, oh, permutation 55 or something. Oh my
0: gosh. I think it might have been one of my favorite beers I have ever had. It was it so was good. It was
1: fantastic.
0: And this is why it's on my list Because I went to Trillium. They have two locations. They have one in Boston, and they have one outside of Boston.
1: In Canton. And then in the summer, apparently, they have an open beer beer garden? garden somewhere we've never been, but apparently it's awesome. So
0: I went to Trillium a few years ago. I believe it was before they had their Canton location, if I'm correct. I went there because I was picking up my sister Julie at the airport, and I had some time to kill, and so my brother and I... Sought out Trillium. We got off the ramp, which is a very confusing area because it's like this underground tunnel where you're like going to the airport, you're going to downtown Boston, whatever. It was really stressful. We pull up and it's not open because their hours are weird. They, they only d-
1: can there or they used to only can there. I'm not sure what they yeah. do now. So
0: this was a few years back before they had their Canton location. And I'm going to put it on my list because I tried to go there. And I was really irritated because Google Maps had said that it was open, but it wasn't open, and I was very disappointed. Anyway, not the point, though, because their beer is so delicious that if you can find it somewhere, you have to try it. If you go to Massachusetts, make it a destination point, get the beer. And, I mean, some of their beer I've had, and I was just like, yeah, this is good, like the, the Mel- Melkor.
1: Melcher Street. Melter
0: Street. I had that last night because it was in our beer fridge and it's probably it's, like a year old. It's
1: almost a year old.
0: And it was still delicious.
1: Yeah, so okay? they got known for their hazy IPAs. So them and Treehouse, right? Trillium mm-hmm. and Treehouse, kind of the big names outside of, you know, you know, Alchemist, of course, um, with with Hedy mm-hmm. Topper and We Lawson's. Love Lawson, Sip of Sunshine, which is opening a tap room. The day I could go there, I'm gonna be very happy. Yes. Um, but Trillium and Treehouse, kind of this new wave of hazy ipas got really big i agree with you trillium does i think their hazies are a bit below treehouse but that sour that Goza that we oh had the other gosh. night the permutation 55 mind. i just said the answer has perfect sours permutation 55 is a perfect sour as well absolutely so um but yeah i've never been to their tap Trillium's so you tap couldn't room, put it on the so list I but the list.
0: i technically was there even though i wasn't my number it's five
1: and this is a Brewery talking about one that is literally blowing up and actually has distribution to the Philadelphia area now, and I think is opening like three more brew pubs. Really, What is breweries. this
0: magical place
1: in San Diego? I got taken there by our boy oh. Neil uh, Neil Aiken, Modern so when we are in San Diego. We had a great time. Modern Times. They have a brew. I couldn't... I forgot, Hath. They have a brewery open now in Portland, Oregon. And when I was out really? there, I didn't go. What is I wrong it. with I you? I, now,
0: to be fair, you had some crazy, horrible stomach virus. So right. You I was were off be- your game. You were off your game.
1: I was... Yeah, I was like in the bathroom for four days straight. So I didn't really want beer. But modern times, um, I went to their, their brewery right in San Diego. The... Um, I forget what they call it. The bigger one. The biggest one. And... We went there. Neil and I only had a few tasters, and I thought, this is some of the best beer I ever had. And it was. Again, focused on sours, focused on hazy IPAs. They did a collaboration with another brewery that's going to be coming up called Great Notion, that was one of the best hazies I've ever had in my life, and I thought, what is this? It was a one-off. Yeah. Neil was nice enough to send us a ton of Modern Times because at that point but you couldn't get them on But I was pregnant. The, but Heather was pregnant.
0: So I have not tasted Modern Times, and I have not tasted Great Notion. I don't know if that's on your list or not, but some of these breweries that I know are so good, I have not had the opportunity to go back to you since I have been yeah, so free modern, from pregnancy. Modern Times
1: for me was in my top three for a while. It's still probably... it's that's why I mean like these are just outside yeah. because now they've gotten bigger. I don't know. I've only been able to get their stuff in Philly, which is their their kind of everyday beers, their, right. their classic beers, which are so, good. Which
0: are good, but they're not their special experimentation beers.
1: Right. And so if I live in San Diego or Portland and I could go to their breweries and get more of their stuff, I think things would change. I mean, it is a phenomenal brewery. I think they're opening stuff up in LA. Yeah, things I don't, could
0: change. They could be on the top of Travis Sherry's list from the Austin awesome Podcast.
1: They're blowing what an up honor. I'd love to know their backstory. Are they getting funding? How are they expanding so quickly? Those are questions. Well, maybe you should have them on
0: the podcast. (laughs) But (laughs) But until then,
1: modern times. Modern times is your number
0: four, number five,
1: and in in Portland, apparently, or or definitely in Portland, in San Diego, and maybe now in LA. I I have to Google it, but I have a microphone in my hand, so I can't even look it up.
0: My number four is one that you had earlier, and that's Hill Farmstead in Vermont. This brewery is. The fact
1: even, that it's in the middle, when we say in the middle of nowhere, go to the middle of nowhere yeah, and then go 30 minutes from the middle of nowhere. Most people
0: in the U.S. have heard of Stowe, Vermont, because it's a huge ski. Most people? Well, okay, maybe not most people. People who ski. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. It's, Stowe is in the middle of nowhere. And then you go like 45 minutes from Stowe to this area. I don't even know. I don't even know what the name of the town is, but Hill Farmstead is on a dirt road. And you're on a dirt road for probably 20 minutes just to get to this brewery. It's beautiful. It's bucolic. It's up on a hill. There's just green everywhere you see. Well, we were there in the summer. So it's green everywhere you see. It is Beautiful. Their tap house, tap room. They, I don't think they had any food. They had a food truck there, but they we had didn't a food eat. Truck. They.
1: We went Fourth of July of last
0: year, or yeah, two years ago, and I was pregnant, so I did not drink the beer. But I have a had, recurring theme. Yeah, I have had their beer other times, so I can attest to their beer and also the location. It's a really fun spot.
1: It's and- cool because it's a pilgrimage. Yes. So you have to you have to make an effort to get there and then you pull around the bend. You're on these dirt roads and all of a sudden it opens up. There's a farmhouse or like a, a big house and just cars parked on the grass. As oh, people far got as
0: stuck because it was a little rainy and they couldn't get their car out. That was fun people watching.
1: Yeah, as far as the eye can see, there's cars parked in alongside the road leading up to this house and you're just thinking, this truly is, if you build it, and you kick ass, they will come (laughs) because no one... There's no
0: other reason to be in this area, none whatsoever.
1: Every single human is traveling at least 45 minutes to get here, and most people, if you're like us, were traveling eight hours. It's insane, and a cool vibe, obviously really packed. Took us forever to get beer, to get growler fills and all that, but they were giving... They were not giving you cans, but selling you cans for five bucks so you could drink while you were in line. Uh, Just a cool, festive vibe. Fantastic beers. They had
0: games outside that you could play. You could hang out there. You can... I'm pretty sure you could drink... Yeah, because they were selling cans and stuff. Right. So you can drink while you were there, which I think is definitely makes it more fun. And they do
1: a lot of crazy farmhouse and saisons and all that kind of stuff. They certainly have a bunch of IPAs. They're not... I mean, I guess they used to be classified as more of the hazy variety. Now, since everyone's making it look like basically... Like clouds in your beer. They're less (laughs) hazy, but they're still fantastic. I think you'd still classify them as New England style, some of them. Um, Some of them were a bit cleaner and a bit crisper, which were good as well. Dharma Bums. uh, I know that's the name of a book. I think it was that. That was the name of the beer. Also very good. So yeah, Hill Farmstead, the experience is awesome and the beer is top notch. So make the pilgrimage. You will not regret it at all. Absolutely. My number four I talked about Modern Times doing a collab with this place, Great Notion mm-hmm. in Portland. I just read yesterday they're opening a second location in Portland. So, shout out to you guys. Congrats You're doing on crushing very it. Well. Here's what I love about Great Notion. Well, there's a lot. Okay, there's How do I even begin?
0: Well, number 1, their food is good because I ate and didn't drink. So, really good food.
1: Fantastic food. Fantastic beer. Like top-notch New England style IPAs also do some cool sours, also do a crazy like pancake stout, and they're rotating stuff in and out, so that's really neat. Third reason I love it is that it's, to me, I love the story, and that's why I have a podcast telling travel stories. And so I'll give you a little bit about their background. These guys came out. They started getting beer sent to them because they're Philly boys. Yeah. So another little notch in their belt. They're boys from Philly or Philly area. I'm going to have them on the podcast. I'm going to get these guys on the podcast. They went out, lived, living in Portland, were trading beer. Got a bunch of Treehouse and Trillium shipped out to them because they wanted hazy IPAs and you couldn't get them out on the West Coast. So they started having friends over, sharing this beer. People were like, these are amazing. How do we get that? You can't get them, right? Like, there, you have to trade for them. You can't get hazy IPAs out here. They started home brewing, started doing some of these hazy IPAs. People liked them. They said, we're going to open a brewery. All the other breweries and and people in the know out there in Portland like, this will never work out. You are in the capital of West Coast IPA territory. Like, you're going to flop.
0: Get that New England style out of here.
1: Exactly. Guess what happened? They open up. That place is packed 24-7. So much so that they're opening another location. People love it. They're killing it. And so I like that story as well. Yeah. And, And there was an article I read in like the Willamette Weekly or whatever when I was out there. And it literally said you know how how one small brewery flipped portland's beer culture on its head and that's what it did and so that's really cool their stuff is fantastic it's so good if i could get it out here i would I, you know i just love everything they do and so great notion congrats to you for for getting so big and and doing a, a great job they have bonus points too because it's the greatest ice cream Beer bang bang mm. in the US. And if you've never listened to our podcast before, a bang bang is essentially when you. Louis C.K. made him famous, <laughs> not me, but he had a skit where they were talking about like wanting to eat uh, so much s- that he would so eat two much meals. That he'd eat two meals. He'd go out to dinner and eat a full dinner and then he'd go out to another dinner.
0: In the name of trying more than one place. In the name or- of trying
1: more stuff and just loving eating. So we always say in the name of research. So for me, this is a beer ice cream bang bang. Great notion. And then right across the street is Salt and Straw, which is the best ice cream in the U.S. So you have arguably the best beer in the U.S. And my list top four. But, I mean, come on. We're splitting hairs here. And the best ice cream in the U.S., Salt and Straw. You can't beat that.
0: You really cannot. It's, it's worth booking a trip right now to go out Go to there. Portland, Oregon.
1: <laughs> Hit it up. Great notion followed up with some salt and straw
0: okay so now we're getting to i guess i could call this my top tier because okay, three enough, two one are it's basically very it's very hard they're all so good and especially my top two are my absolute favorite and they're really tied for first but okay, we'll so start that's with number top three tier. whatever this could be tied onto the top tier this is my top three and the third one is other half in brooklyn new york Talk about a pilgrimage because this is, while it's not in rural Vermont, it feels like rural Brooklyn because it's R- so, or, or like far, Brooklyn. Let's so, so far removed from anything. We actually walked here, believe it or not, on one of the coldest days of the year. We were in Brooklyn with our good friends, Courtney and Caleb and Witt and Wit's first trip to New York it was City. was
1: 10 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs>
0: yeah, with a wind chill and it was snowing, and we walked over the Brooklyn Bridge and we stopped at another brewery, which I don't remember yeah, I don't either. the Not name great. of. Not I mean, great at all. I mean, really beautiful brewery, but the beer was so, so. Eh, move on. We stopped there to, you know, take a break from the cold. And then we continued on the pilgrimage to Other Half. And we stayed there and we drank beer that was so good. <laughs> it is amazing. And the ambiance in Other Half, I have to say, I mean, there's no food.
1: Nope.
0: There's benches and and high top tables and stools, so it's not even super cozy it's and comfortable. It's very warehouse. There is a McDonald's across the street, and they allow you to bring food in. But that's so the only place to
1: eat. That's so the only place you're bringing we, in smackies with McDonald's. If you ever hear me say smackies, that's what we yeah, call McDonald's. That's what
0: Trav calls McDonald's. In full disclosure, we did get McDonald's and bring it in because it was uh, midnight.
1: Some of you <laughs> did. Some of you did. I didn't put that crap in my body.
0: Not me like I I feel
1: like (laughs) ten beers. The beers
0: were so incredible, and they are so incredible. And we've had them since, you know, other friends have gone to Other Half and brought some back for us because you can't get it anywhere else other than at Other Half. Right.
1: So I I, yeah.
0: It's amazing beer. They have tons of New England style IPAs. That's uh, That's yeah, like they have like 15 on tap and
1: probably twelve or hazy IPAs, and there's like a a few other random ish ones but it's if if you like the new england style hazy ipas that's what they have if you don't don't go like it's not worth it cuz that's all they basically make right. but yeah the fact that it was 10 degrees fahrenheit and we walked a mile and a half and we got there and it was i would do it again in a heartbeat yeah says it all about other half my number 3 is this is my first real hidden gem
0: <laughs> okay
1: Garrison City Brew Works in Dover, New Hampshire. And I say that because when you go up to New England, people want you to go to Treehouse and Trillium. They're great, right? So you got those in mm-hmm. Massachusetts. They want you to go to Vermont for Alchemist, which makes Hetty Topper and Lawsons and Foam and all. You know, they get all the pub, Mass and Vermont, for their great brews, And they do have great brews.
0: Portsmouth and then Dover, which is 20 minutes from Portsmouth. That is a hidden gem for sure. So, Garrison City I was born in New Hampshire. I'd never been to Dover before. Garrett, well, who has been? Garrison
1: City Brewworks. We're driving to Portsmouth to go to some breweries. Heather's pregnant. I look on Untapped, which uh, if you don't have the Untapped app and you like beer, get it. Friend me. I forget my name. I think it's Civico at Civico, C I V I C O, name of my first car. Um, and we're driving and I'm like, there's one in Dover and Heather wants to stop to get coffee. I'm like, it's called Garrison City Brewworks. Let's stop pouring rain tiny town like maybe very f- cute four town. streets like one main street shops on it we pull up pouring rain i run in the brewery they go down to get coffee i get a flight of their beer super small place maybe 20 seats sit at the bar talk to the brewer and the, the guy who's serving me they have a daydream ipa which is still to this day the juiciest IPA I've ever drank oh, in my stop. life. They had a peanut butter and jelly stout. <laughs> so they had a peanut butter and jelly stout. They had a few other IPAs. And I was drinking them thinking, am I wrong? Like, I almost felt like I needed someone else there to verify how good this place was because I had never heard of it. No one talks about
0: it. Yeah. It's like, totally I, off I the radar. I think
1: I'm missing something. Like, how could there be this good of a brewery and no one's talked about it? So I had their beer. I brought some back, which then we didn't get back for a whole month. We dropped it off at my sister-in-law's and we went to Europe. And when I got back, there was only one <laughs> day daydream, daybreak IPA left. I had it like four months later. It was still- Wait, did I
0: have some of that one?
1: The juicy- No, he was no. still pregnant. Eh. It was still the juiciest <laughs> IPA I had. So I told my buddies who just went up and did a New England beer road trip- I said, you have to hit Garrison City Brewerks. No one's heard of it. They have a friend who's been to like a million breweries, another nerdy brewery guy, had never heard of it. They went, they came back, and they said, this and Treehouse were our two favorite breweries. Amazing. Like, it's that good. So it's small. It was considered a nano brewery when I was there, which I don't know how many like you know barrels that is. It means it's tiny. Other cool part about it. So beer's awesome. People are super nice. Beer was fairly cheap, which I loved. And they allowed you to buy cans so you could like make your own four pack. So I it wasn't, oh, you have to buy a four-pack of the stout. Yeah, that is nice. That's just good customer service. Right. So they're like, I don't know, what do you want? So I'm like, all right, three day breaks, a stout, you know, you just making your own four pack and they charge you per can. Still reasonable. Garrison City to me is is it's harder to have hidden gems now because everyone loves beer and everyone writes about it and you have untapped, which is cool. And all that's great, still way under the radar. That place is on, is better than, I'm not even going to say on par, better than the Vermont and Massachusetts breweries yeah. that we've mentioned. I'm not sure you're it's being
0: enthusiastic enough for people to I really get up. the tone of what sitting, you mean. Yeah. Heather
1: and I were sitting on the sofa. I stood up for that one. <laughs> he
0: had to stand up to just kind of really just project his enthusiasm.
1: That's exactly what I love about doing a podcast and telling people where to go, whether it's destination based with our destination diaries or this is when you find a place that does something amazing that is a hidden gem and you can tell others to go there and have an experience like you had. I. That's what I love. That's why we started the podcast.
0: And that was your number three. So I don't even know I, what can surpass that with two and one. Here's but, why
1: it was my number three. Okay. <laughs> really quickly, because I've been there once. Okay. And even hearing our friends come back two weekends ago and rave about it you know i've been there once if i go back and it's as good i mean again we're splitting hairs here splitting hairs but garrison city brew works check it out dover new hampshire oh
0: so good i wouldn't know but next time i'm going number two for me is tired hands and the fact that it was an honorable mention for you travis honorable
1: honorable mention
0: is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard. This beer is so freaking delicious. It's the best beer I've had other than my number one ever in all my life. Their food is absolutely incredible. Their burger, I dream about their burger. Every time I go, I almost get their burger. Their wings, everything they have is very good. They also have uh fermentaria which is a smaller spot where they do no, even other way oh wait around. sorry cafe they have a brew cafe is, brew sorry.
1: cafe is small fermentaria sorry you're right you're right you're right is big
0: the brew cafe is smaller and um they also have really amazing food small plates kind of farm to table ish type stuff and even funkier beer whereas the fermentaria is this huge open restaurant where they do all of the can releases the can releases they're, they're
1: 5 minutes walking from each yes. other they're right next to each other they're right
0: next to each other the only downside for me is, number one, it's in a spot in the suburbs of Philadelphia, which takes us a very long time to get to because of traffic. And the other downside is that when they do a can release, which is every Wednesday, the and lines... Saturday. Oh, do they on Saturday?
1: I think Wednesday and Saturday.
0: Well, we go on Wednesdays. The lines are so long, that you have to literally set out a chair hours in advance. Otherwise, you could be waiting for up to two hours for their cans. But that is how good this beer is, people. It is so amazing. It blows my mind every time. And it's not just it's not just the hazy IPAs, but they do have that and they're really good. They are the ones who started making milkshake IPAs, which they infuse lactose and sugar and all these really delicious yummy things in their beer. It's so amazing. They also do a few sours every now and then. They have Saison's. They have a plethora I've never had a
1: tired hand sour, I don't think.
0: I feel like I have. Maybe not. I don't know. Well, I always get their hazy IPAs and their milkshakes, but they also have saisons, and they have you know they have a few standard beers that they always have. But then pale they,
1: ale and the saison, yeah, yep. and they which are good for pale ale. and are, Saison's.
0: but they do this this experimental beer all the time, and it just blows my mind. And Trav doesn't like it because it's trendy and it's a little expensive. And we're splitting hairs there because sometimes you get a four pack anywhere else, and it's twenty dollars for these craft beer four packs. And sometimes tired hands is twenty dollars. For a four pack. And sometimes it's $26. So we're really talking about $6 that makes you despise them so much. I do
1: not despise Tired Hands. I'm on the record to saying...
0: Honorable, honorable mention.
1: I'm on the record. All right. So here's the deal with my thoughts on Tired Hands really quickly. Very good beer.
0: Exceptional But Everything beer.
1: else I don't like about it. So some of it is familiarity. Like I'm very glad... Uh, I don't want to say everything else I don't like about it. Everything else to me is... Not on the level of some of these that are on my list. And that is to say these are my favorite favorites and they do stuff really well. Familiarity one is I know I can go there all the time. So,
0: you know that. Yeah, that makes it higher on my okay. list. Well, that's
1: fair. That's fair. Because <laughs> I
0: can go there all the time. Okay. But for me, it's
1: like, all right, it's there. It's a bit pretentious. And I'm saying that and I don't Travis know
0: the, don't know the
1: brewers or anything like that. I'm not saying them. I just mean the clientele, which is fair. It's in this uppity suburb, which is, again, not their fault. The fact that they charge you, tw- I saw a four-pack the other day that they were charging people $28 for. Here's my problem. All these other breweries that are doing the same thing, Vail, any of these ones, great notion, all these ones doing the same types of beer. Some of them have lactose. That's great. All of them are charging you eighteen to twenty dollars for a four pack. Okay, why is and, Tired Hands charging you twenty six and twenty okay. eight? why
0: do they because have to charge you that much more? They can because supply they can. and demand. I'm, I don't think that you should fault them for being exceptional exceptional at what they do. People are willing to pay that. I don't think that it's an exorbitant amount when other places are charging you know a few dollars less.
1: Am I faulting them? I'm simply saying good business decision. Not going to make it on the EPOP podcast. In my, on oh, my well, list. Oh, they made
0: it on there. On, oh, my, the list. on okay. my list. On my list. Shut down. On
1: my list, it's not going to be on there because I just think that you are nickel and diming people incredible amounts when you don't have to. Their beer is insane. Their food is pretty good. The atmosphere, eh, below average. It has nothing going for it. Other than your regular brew pub type thing,
0: the brew cafe is very small eh, and cute and quaint in I, there. Listen,
1: I love tired hands beer, okay. and I'm I'm glad it's close enough because it put it puts Philly on the map when it comes to beer. But with this list, also, I think with expectations and with hype comes a greater responsibility. So I even wrote my notes when we went to Hill Farmstead. If I had stumbled upon Hill Farmstead and didn't know about it it would be super high on my list. Like if, if it wasn't known as this amazing place. So you set on, up certain Let parameters just, yes. for
0: your list.
1: Right. It's my list. And so the point, the point is that if Hill Farmstead was just its own, if I stumbled upon it, it I didn't know it was going to be amazing. I'd be like, this is a, a crazy hidden gem. It's, it's incredible. It would probably be two or three, just like Garrison City. But because it's hyped... For me it has to do something above and beyond. It's not I'm not faulting them. I'm just saying there's a more of an expectation. Okay. There. Well to me And that's how my list works a little bit. To
0: me, their beer is above and beyond because they do things first before other breweries do them, like making the milkshakes and putting in all these really spectacular crushed fruits infused into the beer it's so good it's fine we can disagree who knew that talking about beer was going to get so heated but tired hands is worth anybody's visit it is yes, exceptional i'm
1: agreeing it and is I've my favorite a, i've had amazing beers at tired hands and i definitely tell people who come to philly to go there and get good beer but it was all my honorable mention it's there's that's fine there we go. My number two. Moving to number two for me, this is my top two. And
0: he's standing up again, folks. So. I'm standing
1: up for two and one. I have to. My top two. This is tier one. Garrison City right outside of this. These are two that were very hard to, to decide between. And I think we're going to have the same number one because I haven't heard you mention this yet, which is, which is kind of interesting. My number two is one you mentioned, Other Half, the one in Brooklyn. Yes, yeah, so good. If you ask me just straight up, what's the best beer you've ever had at a brewery? It would be other half. Their beer is a touch better than my number one. The reason they're not number one, and again, this is they're incredible. They have the well, best. Well, they're beer. your number two. Because they only have hazy IPAs, which I love, but, but not it's, everybody it's does. Not everyone does. And it's nice to have a have a variety, not only, but predominantly hazy IPAs. Um and they also did a thing like the Veil vale does, where if you want like a six ounce pour, it's five bucks. And if you want a 12 ounce pour, it's seven <laughs> bucks. And again, I just, I want to sample. You okay, have Trev, we hazies. understand.
0: Well, we sampled, we were there. We had we a lot of different beer we did. and it was amazing. We
1: sampled them all, but what did it take? Four adults all getting different beers each time.
0: All getting pretty blitz. Okay, so to have the best experience at other half, number one, like hazy IPAs. Number two, go with friends.
1: There you go. And again, the best beer, hands down. I could say this without a doubt. They have the best beer I've ever had in a brewery. There, they are a step above everyone else. It's incredible. It's worth it. It is very good. And it only, was my number three. I'm like nitpicking with, you really are. with those two things. But it's all. I'm only doing that because I'm explaining why the other one is number one, okay. not half. If, if I say, hey, this is the best beer, most people would be like, well, okay, why is it number one? Just a few things to change the experience a little bit. That's all.
0: Understood. And now You're number to one. our number one, because I, I am pretty darn sure it's exactly the same.
1: On three, say it. One, two, three. Hidden, Hidden River. River.
0: This brewery is
1: so good. The hiddenest of hidden gems. It has hidden in its name. It is in a town called Douglasville, about 25 minutes from where we live in Pennsylvania. And it is the best brewery in America.
0: I would have to agree with you. They make such amazing beer. It is so experimental and it's all ranges of beer. It's not just a hazy IPA. It's not just a Although saison. It's not hazies. just a sour. It's not just a Kolsch or whatever. They're They'll try it all. S- they will do anything and every single thing that they do is really, really good. Not to mention the fact that it's next to a river. And in the summer, you can sit outside. There's grass everywhere. They have an open patio. You can just plop down a blanket and... And hang out, drink beer, let your kids play, play lawn games, whatever you want. It's pretty chill and laid back.
1: It, let's set the scene for people of why we love Hidden River so much. So three years ago, I was on Untapped, and again, it shows Brews and I saw one in Douglasville, Pennsylvania, a 25-minute drive, and I thought, I've never heard of this Hidden River. Where is it? Let's go, Heth. And so we, we decided to get in the car and go. We drove by it four times before we actually found it. It's hard to it, find. Because it's in a historic lodge from like 1750s. Um,
0: most likely a haunted right. historic it's lodge. It's called the Brinton
1: Lodge. And you're like, when we first got there, the very first time we went, I think it was in September. And they had opened in July. So they had only been there for two, two months. There was no sign. There was a little sign that said beer. We finally found it. We walk in. No one else was there except for two police officers from Douglasville. <laughs> and us and this bartender. And we're like, where is this place? We're like, what is it? So we get it? They had a coconut cream um, beer that tasted or coconut cream pie beer, which I remember that's the only one I remember having. We had a bunch, but it tasted exactly like coconut cream, I thought. these this is it's crazy. Good. This is very good. But we didn't go back for about a year and a half because we we're traveling. So we I start seeing on these beer trading websites these crawlers and they say HR on them. And people are trading these all around the country. I'm thinking, HR, like, what is this? I look it up. It has a turtle symbol on it. I'm like, that looks like Hidden River's logo, but Hidden River is just this tiny place that we went a year, year and a half ago that no one knew about. Sure enough, it is. it becomes a beer geek's favorite, like the beer geek, you know, society. <laughs> yeah, one of their favorite things. I'm like... Hidden River like I haven't been there forever because we have been traveling. So we go back, they start fa- focusing on hazy IPAs. What's neat about them is they have about 15 beers on tap every time you go. They change every single weekend. So they're only open Thursday, which Friday, which is
0: sometimes sad because <laughs> when they make some of these banging beers and you can't get them again, it's a really sad situation. It is. So they
1: make they change every every weekend so they do thursday friday they open thursday friday saturday sunday only on in the afternoon so they're a small tiny little place they've now expanded out of that one room of the lodge into like two other rooms apparently plus this, they're outdoors the, so. and they're outdoors which the brewers and i know i'm giving you a lot of details but this is why it's awesome the brewer's <laughs> family owned it and he was brewing beer and was like hey can i rent it to like see if this would ever take off it's gotten so big they've like taken over the lodge now and they constantly change their beer up They've they never used to brew the same beer twice, although they've started to bring back a few. As Heather mentioned, that sometimes is a detriment because we had the best oh, sour IPA. Oh my gosh, a
0: guava sour IPA—the best beer to I've ever this day. Had. I still dream about and wish that I could drink. It was so amazing. First of all, the color of it is gorgeous, like this really nice, beautiful pink color. It tastes so good. We couldn't stop drinking it that day. That's all we ordered. We tried other things, which were also amazing, but we just kept coming back to this guava sour. And we've had other sours there this summer, too, that were good. They I had mean, a
1: guava sour and a guava sour IPA that day, and that was the best day we had ever been there because both of those were absolutely insane, and they haven't brought them back yet. So... I just love the whole thing. They're, they're expanding to a seven barrel system, which I don't even know what that means, but if you're more beer nerdy, you do. So I'm just going to say that. Um, and so they're brewing more. They only can one day a week and they sell Crowlers there. I just love that it's. So, I mean, when we talk about hidden gems, this people is the don't, hiddenest of People hidden don't gems. know about this place outside of our area, except for the people who train beer, but everything they do is top notch. So don't love Saisons. When I have their Saison, it's good. It's awesome. Stouts, starting to like more. When I have their stouts, fantastic. Their hazy IPAs are the best out there. On on point with like other half and some of these other ones we mentioned, their sours are fantastic. And the vibe, I mean, you're in Historic Lodge. It's cool. It's fun. We met the brewer. He's really nice. We actually met him at another brewery, Love City yeah. in Philadelphia. He recognized us because we've gone enough. Because we go to him Rivers so often. We <laughs> recognize him because he's a brewer. Yeah, so the atmosphere is is cool. The
0: food is good. They have a farm-to-table menu that also changes constantly. So sometimes I like things more than others, but it's still really good. And on Sundays, they don't serve food, so you can bring your own food in, which is really fun because you can just kind of have a picnic whilst drinking amazing beer in this beautiful yard next to a river. It's just really idyllic.
1: Yeah, so super unpretentious, super hidden hidden river. And to be fair, we've now gone maybe what has 20 times. Yeah. It took about 15 for us to not drive by it. Like now I know <laughs> to look for this weird travel agency building that's right before it and turn in. So, uh, you know, again, outside of the Philadelphia, it's about an hour outside of the city, hidden river, Douglasville, Pennsylvania, the best brewery in the United States. I want to say something though and I forgot this at the top of the show because I I took it off my list I didn't know if I was allowed to mention this because
0: Sue so you're gonna break another rule
1: I'm gonna break a rule
0: I knew this was gonna happen. See aren't I, you glad that we didn't do a drum roll for you
1: I had it on my list and I took it off because I didn't know if I would be allowed if I would break rules So this brewery doesn't have a tap room they only sell cans. But there's a restaurant right in front of their brewery on the same property that has their stuff on tap. Does that count as their own tap room?
0: I mean, I guess so. What brewery are you talking about? Troon
1: Brewing in Hopewell, uh, New Jersey. I've never been. If I was allowed to throw it on the list,
0: I would say so. Would
1: be it'd be Hidden River, Other Half, and Trune in some order. Right. Those top three. Really? Their brewer is absolutely insane. He only brews like one beer at a time. It's one guy brewing in a basically a shed and it is absolutely phenomenal so if you can go to the brick farm tavern which is right in front of the shed that he brews in they have his beers on tap and it is insanely good and they have amazing food there too so i forgot about it i didn't want to get through this without talking about that
0: a little shout out to Troon brewing i have never been there
1: And their Instagram's like the worst Instagram of all time. Their pictures are horrible. (laughs) Um, But the guy just puts up when he is putting out beer and there's no rhyme or reason. He'll be like, okay, can release today. I have 90 of these crowlers and it's two per person. It'll be a, usually it's a Saturday, but sometimes it'll be a Thursday and people flock there, buy them and then that's it. That's it. it. So, Troon Brewing, check that out too. There you go. That's our I mean I'm I don't want to end it because I was so excited to do this podcast and I, I put a lot of
0: excitement shown through. I
1: put a lot of time and effort into researching 145 brews in the US, but those are our favorites guys. Let us know. I mean if you've listened all the way through this podcast, you love beer or you just love hearing our stories and hearing us go at it with each other <laughs> and the banter. Let us know what are some of your favorite brews? We're looking for places to explore. We want to try new breweries. Yeah,
0: and as we all know, Trav loves a hidden gem. So, I do. if I you do. have even an obscure, somewhat odd brewery that has banging beer, let us know. Even
1: better when a hidden gem is told to you by someone else. Like yeah. I love passing along my secret, so I want you to pass along your secret to me. Let us know at Pack of Peanuts on Twitter, please, or. Just tell us your ten favorite breweries in the US. There's so many out there and they're popping up all the time. Even for someone who nerds out on as much as I do, it's almost impossible to Too hard to keep hard up, to keep with, up with. Absolutely. So let us know your favorite breweries of all time. Where should we go? What should we drink? At Pack of Peanuts on Twitter, at Pack of Peanuts, at Heather Sherry on Instagram. We really appreciate it, guys. This yeah. was such a fun episode. And being
0: babe. that it's a Thursday. Thirsty that's Thursday. A, that's a day Hidden River's open. I think that we should celebrate by going to our number one brewery.
1: That's right. We did just crush <laughs> a crowler of beer, thirty-two ounces, so sixteen ounces each, as we did this show of Wilmington Brewworks, a brand new brewery in Delaware. That's pretty brewery. good. Um
0: Wit that Wit has been to, that, that I wit have That has not... been
1: to. Uh, if you guys are wondering how many breweries Whitaker has been to, he's 10 months old. He's been to 30 breweries.
0: Woo! Breweries. Way to go wit.
1: Way to go wit. Uh, not drinking at all of them. Of course but, not. Yeah. Um, so let us know, guys. Um Please, I have to go play basketball and I just drank 16 ounces of beer, so that's going to be gross. But either way, let us know. (laughs) Also, don't forget, if you're traveling, check out Tortuga Backpacks. Use the promo code EPOP. That'll get you 10% off. And you can get all our show notes. So we're going to link up all these breweries. We talked about a lot of breweries. You can get the show notes at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. Go get the show notes. Seek out some of these gems. Seek out some of these breweries. Go drink some beer. Go drink some beer. Two more little uh, pieces of information. If you are looking at your travel questions answered, we're going to start a new podcast short form. So I guarantee you it will not be an hour and 40 minutes like this podcast. It will be under 10 minutes where I ask answer one specific question. Those can be specific about travel hacking, miles, points, credit cards, all that kind of stuff. They can be general travel questions, packing, um, you know, tips, Tricks, whatever, anything that you have a question about on travel, let us know. Tweet us ask at AskEpop, hashtag AskEpop, so we can curate them. I'm going to be ripping through a bunch of those. We're going to start a new podcast, short form, going to be fun. Try to keep it on, well, I will keep it on 10 minutes. So give us your questions. And also, two more projects that we do, guys. Don't forget, if you want to become location dependent and you're like, hey, Trav, you got to go to 145 brewers, how do you do it?
0: How do you do that? We have Location Indie, which is an amazing community filled with like minded people.
1: A lot of people like beer and a lot of people who work at breweries. <laughs> yep, One of the benefits of being location independent, you can go and do some work at a brewery. So com. Best thing to do there. Join the email newsletter list. You'll get all our updates. You'll get a free guide called our Side Hustle Success Guide. And you'll also know when our community opens again. And totally free to download the Jetto app as well. That'll send you the best deals, the best flights, as we're recording this podcast. Let me see here, Hath. I have a JetO notification specifically that says, celebrate Diwali in Mumbai, New York City to Mumbai, India for $620, September through May, 2019. So those are the type of deals that we post every day. You pick your airport. We tell you when awesome travel deals come from that airport. They're usually 40 plus percent off what a regular ticket would be. So India for six twenty instead of a thousand bucks or eleven $1, hundred bucks, totally free to download that app. Check it out, Jetto, J E T T O, on the App Store and also on the Google Play Store.
0: Pretty exciting stuff.
1: Those are our three projects. That's yeah. what we do. It's all around travel. Traveling cheaper, extra pack of peanuts, and the Jetto app. Traveling longer. Location indie, Traveling better. Ask Epop podcast. There you go. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for the support as always. If you love beer, well, we did our best <laughs> to cover all the bases. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for support that makes this the number one rated podcast on Apple Podcasts. And until next
0: time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon. More.